This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3776, from Monday, the 23rd of January, 2023. Today's show is entitled, A Linux Distro Review. It is hosted by Bookworm and is about 10 minutes long. It carries a clean flag. The summary is, A Linux Distro Review. Hacker Public Radio Bookworm again, checking in this time with a Linux review. This one is Zero Linux, X-E-R-O Linux. Um, don't remember where I stumbled across it or where I found it, but uh, it is available from their webpage. I'll include a link in the show notes. I first installed it on a, an older Macintosh that I have. It's an Intel Mac. Uh, mostly due to two factors. One, I had the hardware that wasn't doing anything. And two, one of the reviews I saw about it touted the Mac-like interface from a modified KDE Plasma base. As a Plasma user, how could I resist? Uh, previously installed Fedora 36 on the Mac and was receiving r- random hardware issues at boot time. I wanted to see if the issue persisted on the Arch base. And since I'd never used Arch before, this is a perfect test case. The install, powered on the Mac, and if you have a Mac keyboard, you can press and hold the Option key to get a list of boot options. I received boot into Fedora or to the EFI partition on my USB drive with the Zero Linux installer. Selected the EFI USB device and was presented with four menu options. Zero Linux installer, REFI boot options, Mac OS, and reboot. Uh, booting into the installer, the GUI was providing me with first with the uh, in the GUI installer, I was first given the option to install several fixes for virtual environments, including QEMU and VMware. Next, I was greeted literally with a welcome screen from claiming, "Welcome, fellow Linux nerds!" Unquote. I'm at home. <laughs> After selecting language, time zone, keyboard layouts, the disk partitioning options are presented and in much less confusing verbiage than Fedora, I might add. And you are given a choice of what swap partition type to use. Swap no hibernate, swap with hibernate, and swap to file. And a choice of file systems to use, including XFS, ButterFS, and ext4. I chose the XFS default since this was just a toy, not a high availability or high capacity server, no need for a butter FS. And if I am happy with the state of the system, I may well use it as a media server or Plex server. And in that case, I'll need a larger file capacity of XFS. Also available are the file system encryption checkbox and manual partition options. Under user account setup, it detected an offer to set the machine name as MacPro51, which is fine. It'll help me ID the device on my network versus a unique name I would then have to come up with and would inevitably contain MAC in the name. So why not just go with the default this time? The page also included checkboxes to validate password strength, forcing strong passwords, an auto login option, and an option to, quote, reuse user password as root password. Obviously, for pseudo purposes, this would not be recommended, 
But in my situation, I did choose it and choose also to use the strong password validation. Next screen verifies all the selections. And when it is when next is clicked, a pop up wants you to convert, confirm again that you want to make the changes that you've selected. Insert Jeopardy music for the install time. Um, a couple of months back now at this point, I don't remember how long it took. It wasn't an extraordinary long time. Uh, there's a, a decent but not extensive list of pre-installed apps that it has to install. Um, during the install, there is a button to observe what actually is going on in the background, partitioning, file copies, compiles, etc. Uh, I think I watched that for a few minutes and then got tired of trying to keep up with the scroll. After the installation, it was complete at first boot and login. I can see a message on the boot screens referring to the same hardware issue I saw in Fedora 8. Uh, something about CPU 0, Bank 8, there might be a hardware issue. It is, after all, a 10-year-old, no, uh, a, an older Intel Mac. Step 1 is, as always, update the system. Um, and, let's see, 121 packages were ready for update at the date of install, including the newest kernel at that time of 5.19. Uh, next stop, install proprietary drivers, open source drivers, and non-pre-installed apps. All this went very smoothly, as though the distro maintainers had put lots of thought and work into it. And to say I'm impressed is an understatement so far. Uh, there's also a handy-dandy, quote, post all system config button. And, oh my goodness, does it display all kinds of information, useful information about the hardware, software, pre-installed applications, you name it, it comes up in that list. Uh, includes such goodies um, as Yakwake, Avanti Browser, KDE Connect, they're also pre-installed. The only thing I really needed was a decent office suite. I chose LibreOffice, of course. The Zero Linux Hello app, uh, when you first log in, pop-up screen is uh, quite a setup, offering all the tools you need to get up and running with an app browser very similar to Discover that's used by Fedora. Uh, finding LibreOffice was very easy. Tick a checkbox, confirm a few dependencies need to be installed, click install, and proof done. Uh, I was able to seamlessly browse the internet. I was able to watch a full-length Jackie Chan movie on Netflix with no issues or buffering. Uh, LibreOffice Calc opened, opened in about five seconds or so, uh, only marginally slower than my regular i7 desktop PC running Fedora 35. So all in all, I got to say it was a pretty stable, pretty solid, uh, pretty clean process. Uh, I've had no issues with it for over three months now. Um, not using it as a daily driver, but it does stay on when I'm home. Uh, I will use it for uh, streaming videos from educational sites or things that I'm trying to do training on, um, trying to do additional learning. I've had no issues at all. I'm using a 32-inch uh, Insignia TV as the monitor and had no problems configuring sound to use the TV's internal speakers. Uh, so sound is not an issue. The actual hardware itself, 
Uh, it's a 2010 Mac Pro 5.1 with the dual Intel Xeon 12-core processors running at 2.5 gigahertz and 32 gigs of RAM with an ATI Radeon 5770 uh, video card. Now, I picked it up at a local college surplus auction with no hard drive, and it does have four predetermined slots for hard drives that click directly into the motherboard. No additional cabling needed. I installed a 500 gig spinning rust hard drive for the operating system and an additional 500 gig for additional storage. As far as older hardware is concerned, it's still fairly quiet and crash-free. Um, I think the longest uptime I've gotten so far is about 7 to 10 days, somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, and the only reason it shut down is because I had to do it manually because I was leaving, didn't want to leave the PC on unattended. Well, that's all I've got for today. Um, if you like the Mac aesthetic, but you want to use open source software, I think this is a great choice. Uh, the operating system itself, Zero Linux, as I've stated before, looks like the guys behind it, or just guy or gal or whoever it is behind it, is doing a fantastic job of really thinking out the details. Um, everything from the old GNOME throwback menu across the top, that's where you have your start buttons and, and your app menu and time and things of that nature, with the uh, Mac-like menu bar at the bottom with the bouncing icons for your running apps and things of that nature. Uh, I'll put a screenshot with a link to the Zero Linux website and some, some pictures, screenshots that I've taken on the device. And if you notice, yes, that is the MST3K guys in the bottom right corner of my screen where they belong. Uh, if you have any questions, please uh, comment in the show notes and hope you enjoy. Thank you. Have a good day. have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, you click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR has been kindly provided by anhonesthost.com, the Internet Archive, and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License.